and welcome back. I know it's been a bit. It's been, yeah, it's been crazy, you know, with all the lovely fun times in quarantine, guys. Oh my gosh. It is mentally and physically demanding. Physically in the sense that my ass has to stay in this fracking house and I can't really go out and do much. And physically, I'm sorry, mentally, well, I gotta basically watch paint dry. Um, <laughs> but with all this free time in my hands, I got to watch some stuff on Netflix and other fun streaming services. And I get to go ahead and review them. Why not, right? Um, I'll do some, I just want to do a couple quick reviews because uh, I got a couple. I've watched, let's see, we watched Bruce Willis and Death Wish. We watched Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. We watched Super Size Me 2. We watched Galaxy Quest uh, documentary. And we finished season two of Altered Carbon. And just tonight, I finished watching HBO's Bad Education. So let's get right into it real quick. All right. So Death Wish. Entertaining to watch. Um, definitely fun. Definitely some good little action scenes. But it, it's a clear reminder that if you are an old, older, I mean not old, but an older, privileged white man, you can pretty much get away with just about anything you want. Because the story shows a surgeon, probably in his, let's say, late 40s, mid 50s, somewhere around that age frame. Um, he's one of the best in the business, yada yada. He's a good surgeon. Well, one of the day when he's out, on his birthday, when he gets called into work, his... Wife and daughter are attacked by a home invader. The wife is murdered, and the daughter goes into a coma. He finds out about all this because guess what? What hospital are they taken to while he's at work? His hospital, of course. Uh, <laughs> I mean, wrong. It's a sad story. Um, I've heard it before. Um, granted, the Death Wish, the, this Bruce Willis one is a remake, just to, for reference, guys. There was an older one years and years ago, so. You know, um, I, it reminds me a lot of, there's another similar movie called Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon. Um, now if you've never seen Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon, I highly recommend it. Um, way more action, way more brutality, way more acting. Um, this one, gosh, I honestly, I mean, I'm not trying to dismiss movie. I enjoyed watching it, but I have to say... If the NRA ever got the chance to make a movie, this would have been it. The NRA was all over this movie. How simple and easy it was to learn about guns by watching every NRA YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> basically, how easy it is to go down to a gun shop and just happens there's a big, there's a there's a blonde, blue eyed, big boobed woman ready to sell you guns because she knows her weapons because she's feisty and she's. Loves guns. America. Because that's how, you know, we view every gun shop, apparently. Um, <laughs> but like I said, um, it, 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 the whole idea is he gets, you know, he's pissed with that, what, what happened. The cops are kind of dragging their feet. They're not able to get much evidence on whoever did this. So this guy goes out, gets himself a gun, trains himself on becoming uh, apparently a badass by watching a bunch of YouTube videos. Um... Starts killing 
pimps, and he's mainly trying to go after the people that harmed his family, but he ends up going to, coming across a few other people, you know, like a car thief, a car, you know, car thief, uh, a guy who's shooting kids in the street that forces them to sell drugs. Like, he ends up getting this reputation as the Reaper, and... You know, of course, the city's like, do we like him? Do we not? No one knows his identity, and the cops are trying to find it, yada, yada. In the end, the cops kind of figure out who he is, but they kind of just let him go because of lack of evidence. And if you can't tell, I'm doing air quotes there. Um, as I said, this movie basically was produced practically by the NRA, and it was basically saying, hey, if you are a boomer white guy, between the age of 35 and 65, you pretty much can get away with whatever the fuck you want to do. So, shoot up place, it's okay. You can do it. <laughs> um, got to watch Jay and Samba reboot. Um, very fun, very lovable movie. Um, very similar to Jay and Samba Strike Back, as it's actually joked about in the movie uh kind of the same concept uh, years later they have to go to hollywood to stop a jay and silent bob reboot movie in hollywood simply because the reboot has stolen their names and they are no longer allowed to use the names jay and silent bob so as they try to travel across the country they run into old friends as well as finding out jay has a daughter um it's a very Fun, loving movie. Definitely some fun little stuff. I I don't know if I would say it's better than Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Because there's a lot of good jokes in that one. However, there's still some pretty good ones in this one. So, I would definitely say if you're bored and you're stoned, go watch it. It's going to be a good time. Um, I got to watch the documentary on Galaxy Quest. If you have not watched Galaxy Quest... And you call yourself a geek in any way. Stop what you're doing and go put in the movie. Meaning go rent a DVD. Or since most people don't do DVDs. And since you really can't rent a DVD. I feel done by saying go rent a DVD. Um, go ahead and stream it via Vudu, Amazon Prime. Or whatever fucking thing you want to stream it on. Okay, get your goddamn Apple phone out. Your Apple TV set up and stream it. Um, Galaxy Quest was a movie far ahead of its time. It didn't do well when it first came out, but it has grown to be a cult-following movie. It is fantastic in every way. Perfect casting uh, in every direction with all the actors. Um, and the documentary is very heartfelt. Very... There was definitely moments where you kind of wanted to tear up a little bit, especially after you see the movie and you know the premise and everything. So, um, I don't really want to give much away on Galaxy Quest because if you haven't seen it, you really, really should go see it. But it is, the, the documentary is 100% fantastic gold. Uh, if you have seen Galaxy Quest, I highly recommend watching the documentary. It is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. By the way, Death Wish is currently streaming on Amazon Prime as well. Um, but they are just fantastic movies. Um, Super Size Me 2. I also watched that on Amazon Prime. Uh, gosh. I was one of those kids that my father introduced me to 
supersized me when I was probably like eight or nine. And I was so traumatized that I wouldn't eat McDonald's. I don't think I ate McDonald's until I was like 15 or 16 years old because I wouldn't eat it. Like my mom would go through the drive-thru and be like, okay, let's get food. And I'm like, I'm not getting it. And she's like, um, this is dinner tonight. And I'm like, I'm not eating it. I'll scavenge something at home. I'll, I'll make a grilled cheese at home. I'm just, I'm not going to eat McDonald's. You know, I watch Super Size, but I'm not going to eat it. Like straight up, I was hardcore like, fuck McDonald's, man. Um, I wish I, God, I wish I could get in that mode again. I need to. <laughs> um, the quarantine, man. Food. <laughs> uh... Super Size Me 2 is an awesome take, a new direction he decided to go. Instead of doing a 30-day challenge on McDonald's, what he decided to do was he wanted to see if health, if food had gotten healthier. So he did a quick poll trying to find out what is the number one fast food basically in America, and that's chicken. There's more chicken in fast food than anything else. Um, not grilled, but crispy chicken. Fried chicken. Uh, so he... Decides he wants to open up a healthy fast food restaurant. But when he narrows it down, you know, he still needs to make money. If you're going to make a fast food restaurant, you still got to make money. And so it ends up coming out to being people like crispy chicken sandwiches. Those are like the number one selling thing. It's basically the one item that is in every single fast food menu. Burger King, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Popeye's. Wendy's, you name it, they it, it's there. Um, it's just something, even high-end restaurants put in a crispy chicken sandwich because that is just what everybody wants. So it's, it's all about him kind of going about and trying to start his own chicken restaurant. And he does a lot of good research on chicken, things I didn't know about, like how I didn't know the, the top five or six large chicken companies all work together under a surname or well, not surname, but basically collude together in a in an effort to kind of keep in control of the chicken business. Um, I don't really know how to word that properly, but you go watch it. Definitely a really good documentary. Um, I don't know how I feel because it definitely didn't impact me the way super the first Super Size Me did, but it does impact me in the way that I do. I'm now caught a little bit. Actually, you know, I feel a lot worse for the little chickens now, man. Like, I didn't realize how badly they treat chickens. Like, I knew they did treat them badly, but... Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, you on there. I guess I just didn't register how bad they treated them. But, um, you know, if you like good documentaries and you want to know more about the food you're eating, I would highly recommend going to watch it. Um, Altered Carbon Season 2. A Netflix original series. Um, when season one came out about two-ish years ago, I fell in love with it right away. Altered Carbon was the consistent of just fantasticness. The idea of Altered Carbon is in the future, someone has developed a... It's kind of like a computer chip that's planted in the base of your neck. Um, it will capture your 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 thoughts your thoughts you thinking basically your kind of like your soul so when you die as long as your chip isn't destroyed it can be moved over to another body possibly and there's a lot of other things too you know think about going to prison if you get to go to prison instead of trying to feed someone you could just pull out their little stack and force them to be you know be in prison the next 200 years and then release them 
and let them, you know, human bodies are so much like just thrown away, throw away stuff. They're not even called bodies. They're called sleeves. Straight up, they're called sleeves. So people can upgrade, you know, when you know, in the time, you know, maybe, maybe your kid, uh, got hit by a car. Well, you know what? You could go buy a new sleeve for them so they're not deformed. Uh, maybe you, maybe, you know, maybe you suffered a stroke and now your body is fucked up. You could transfer your stack to a new sleeve and now your body's fine. It's, it's kind of a cool, neat concept. Uh, basically comes down to as a character called, uh, Kovach. What's his name? Takashi Kovach or something. I pronounced that wrong. But, uh, he... Is considered the lost the last envoy. The envoys were a resistance group that fought against the basically they were just these badass fighters that were against the whole chipping stuff. Even though he had one, but uh, he got got a caught and got put on ice. Got put on ice for two or three hundred years, and a billionaire basically pays to wake him up and put him in a new body. And hires him to kind of be his bodyguard as well as be an investigator. Because he, this billionaire, believes that he is being hunted. Like someone's trying to kill him. So he wants this last envoy to help kind of find out who's trying to kill him. And so season one is a really, really good story. Had a lot of good actors. Um, really made the envoy feel really ruthless. And I loved it. It was it was just a really good season. I fell in love with it instantly. It was just such a good show. Um, from AI computer programs and all just all kinds of stuff. Season two, um, the idea, of course, since you can be resleeved, they throw away the main character, or at least the main actor, I should say, and they get a new actor to play the character because he's been resleeved. Um, they hire the fantastic Anthony Mackie. He is a fantastic actor. Love him. Um, however. I I think I know why they casted him this season because this season took a drastically different um approach to the envoy and to this series. However, I'm not necessarily happy with that. Um this season he wasn't so much cruel and, you know, what he was season 1 instead he was kind of more a hopeless romantic after, you know, Willing to risk everything because he loves her and do this. It was like a gothic romance. And I'm not saying I don't like that. But for this show, I feel like it wasn't the best direction. For me, in person. Now, the show is based off of a book series. So they could have easily been following a book. And if that's the case, then can't really complain. They're following the book. But I just... It wasn't my personal favorite. Like, season one... When I started it, I don't think I could stop putting it down. Season 2, I was able to take, like, watch an episode or two, and then take a few days, watch an episode or two, take a few days. I mean, it only has eight episodes, so I was able to space out eight episodes in, like, two or three weeks. Um, it It's still a good show. I'm not dissing it. I still enjoyed it. I watched it all. I liked it. I just feel the ruthlessness of Season 1 didn't get to come over in Season 2 because they were trying a different approach. Trying to diff with the story. Um, and it just wasn't my story. But that's okay. 
And tonight, as I said, I watched HBO's Bad Education featuring um, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is playing a, uh, what should we call it, a superintendent in the Roslyn School District up near New York. Uh, basically, uh, trying to figure out the easiest way to describe this movie. The simple way is him and a, another superintendent member embezzled and stole between the two of them a little over $11 million from the school district. And they tried to cover it up. Um, it's... Uh, I enjoyed the movie, but... <laughs> you apologize for my yawns. But it is a very dry movie. So if you can't handle dry movies, I do not recommend it. Um, it shows... I think it's great showing Hugh Jackman in a different light because I really haven't seen Hugh Jackman in this type of character. He's playing a business... Well, not a businessman per se, but he's always in suits. Um, I don't want to ruin too much of it, but his character... Let's just say his character in the movie is one we really haven't seen before in any of his other movies, so he does a fantastic work at, job at it. But, like I said, it, it's a very dry, dry movie. So... If you aren't in the dry movies or you can't stay awake through them, I would highly recommend not watching this movie. But if you can tolerate the dryness, it's well worth it. It's a, based off a true story. Um, it's, you know, I think it has a decent cast. Um, there's a couple big names in it besides Hugh Jackman, like uh, Ray Romano and uh, just two or three other people, actors you'll recognize. But I think it's a good... I think it's a good Movie, I think it was an interesting story I'd never heard about. I'm kind of happy I have heard about it now because, you know, it's like, dang, that's crazy. Um, but, like I said, it is very dry. So if you can't watch dry movies, be careful on this one. Well, thank you for listening to my lovely rant and my lovely movie re TV show reviews. Um, I guess you guys have yourself a fantastic time. Hopefully you guys are staying okay in this lovely quarantine season. Um, have a great one, guys. Take care. Thank you.